0: Flutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually, our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers, on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph McGuire. And the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and the freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I am on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential.
1: While it's probably true that possessions are the main part of minimalism, it is totally not true that minimalism is just about stuff. If it was, there would be no way I would be so passionate about it. Minimalism is a mindset. It is about learning what you actually value and letting go of the rest and that can extend so far beyond stuff. In fact, once you have finished decluttering your stuff and your stuff is really intentional, you rarely have to think about stuff except using and caring for the stuff that you love. So I thought I would share about seven different minimalist practices that have nothing to do with stuff. Let's get into it. Number one, routines. When you have a minimalist mindset of keeping things simple, you release routines or steps in routines that don't serve you. This obviously looks different for everyone. For me, I have simple processes for a lot of things that other people don't. Laundry, for example i've seen videos on youtube titled my easy laundry routine and the video is like 15 minutes long and you basically have to take notes to work out what's going on i find laundry really easy actually i use cloth nappies so that's the bulk of the laundry i do because they need to be washed every day and they get washed twice A pre-wash every day to get the gross stuff out and a main wash every second day to keep them fresh and clean. I literally dump them in the machine, throw in some detergent and have the right setting saved as a favourite so I just have to press two buttons and walk away. Then I wash all of my family's clothes together when there's enough for a full load. And household washing I wash separately about twice a week. When I hang my washing out I hang it up on the line with similar items together so I eliminate the sorting process later so when I bring it inside I can just put it all away. I don't buy clothes that I need to iron and I don't buy white or really light clothes so that I don't have to separate any colours. Another routine that I have simplified or kind of eliminated is skincare. I used to have really bad acne for years and would try all sorts of routines and products and none of it really helped me. It was getting healthy and ditching makeup that cleared up my skin so these days i don't even have a skincare routine. I wash my face in the shower with the same gentle organic liquid soap that I use on my body and that's it. If I'm feeling particularly dry, I might whack some coconut oil on, but I really don't spend much time or energy on my skin. If you're in the beauty industry or know a lot about skincare, you might be freaking out about me telling you this. Guys do this and no one freaks out about that. See, the point I'm making here is not that if you want to practice minimalism that you need to stop your skincare routine. My point is, is that I want to encourage you to evaluate, are your routines based on what you truly want to be doing and what works for you or are they based on what you do by habit or what others tell you you should be doing another minimalism practice is simplifying your schedule so when you adopt a minimalist mindset you realize that you don't have to do all the things that you might be doing you appreciate the simple life a little bit more and decide to spend your time doing the things you love more and the things you don't less sometimes especially if you're a mum, you think that you should be doing everything you can totally benefit from decluttering your schedule and getting more intentional with your time reflecting on what you spend your time doing over a day a week or a month and then comparing that to what your schedule would look like if you were living a life aligned with your values then you can see what you can let go of or how you can make more time for the things that you value or just do less for example if you want to spend more time being outside living more naturally and healthily but you seem to be busy all the time to make time for that you might be currently going to the supermarket one to two times a week so you could ditch that habit and exchange it for weekly farmers markets trips and a fortnightly online supermarket order for the pantry items and stuff you can't get at the farmers market. That's just one example but you can evaluate anything that you're doing whether it's activities, errands, time wasting, media use, whatever and over time become more intentional with what you choose to do. It helps to even write a list of your Biggest priorities and reshift your schedule around that. Now, the third minimalist practice I want to talk about is boundaries and people. Yes, I'm going to talk about decluttering the people that don't bring you joy kind of. How much of your time or energy is determined by other people's needs or ideas? Now I'm not talking about caring for people under your care like children, obviously that's different. I'm talking about if you make yourself over available for other people and don't set good boundaries. I'm talking about saying yes sure to the things that you want to say no to. If your friend or family member asks you to come do something and you really wanted to spend that time on self-care spending time with your partner or working on a project and you feel like that's not a good enough reason to say no and you go along with what they wanted to do that's where you can improve your boundaries there is definitely a time and place for supporting other people that is part of being our true loving selves but consider what is driving you to spend your time and energy on other people if you really want to be doing something else is it a you actually truly in your heart want to help someone because it feels right that's when it's okay to put other people's ideas before yours is it b because you're a bit of a people pleaser and the word no is harder to say than the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious if you're into personality types i'm a type 2 on the anagram chart and people pleasing is one of my major tendencies If your friend asks you to go to coffee for any reason and that's not ideal for you, they will understand if you ask to do it another time. You don't have to move mountains around in your own schedule to make time for other people because it's hard to say no. And reason C, the person that's taking your time, are they actually a toxic person? This is where boundaries are the most important. A couple of years ago in a stage of my life where what I wanted to be doing was being productive with study, business planning and projects, months of my spare time almost every day was spent helping someone in a dark place because they had me feeling like I had to and I gave all of my energy to them and it completely drained me energetically, financially, mentally and emotionally to the point where I had to take a week off work for my mental health. You can only help people who help themselves. If you're dealing with someone who has narcissistic tendencies, then that's where boundaries are the most critical. Most narcissists, don't even know that they are narcissists it's a coping mechanism for them to deal with what they have going on internally we can have compassion for them without letting them take our energy if it's best for you don't feel bad about letting toxic people go completely if you can't because they're family or something be strong with your boundaries so you don't give them more energy than is necessary to have as healthy of a relationship as you can. Since I have become a mother and a business owner, I have become fiercely protective of my time and energy. I still struggle with people pleasing sometimes, but overall I feel pretty good about my boundaries. They might even be on the other side of balanced, and I need to spend more time with my people. Minimalism as a mindset is a great tool to apply to how you give your energy to other people. And when you need to minimize the energy given to others to protect the energy you use for yourself. Moving on, money. Now, this is one that I'm not there with yet. I'm good at not spending money on physical things because I'm really intentional with what I bring into my house, but things like food, eating out, and takeaway in particular will literally eat away at my spare money. But you can apply minimalism to your budget, looking at what you spend and determining how you can spend it more intentionally. I'm just beginning with my journey of intentional spending So I can't give you the best tips for budgeting but I've found lots of good videos on YouTube so have a look for yourself and find if there's something that resonates with you. On the topic of YouTube, you can practice minimalism with your digital life. Minimalism can simplify our digital world. Because of how much time we spend on screens, this is actually almost as beneficial as simplifying our physical home. On social media, you can minimise the accounts that you follow and your notification settings so you can spend more intentional time on social media and less of all the random scrolling. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever you spend time on is worth simplifying. In your emails, you can unsubscribe from everything that isn't worth your attention. I sat down in a few hours at a cafe a few years ago and went through all of my emails, unsubscribing and deleting. And now my inbox is never more than half a page. And when I get an email, it's either deleted, moved to an appropriate folder or left in my inbox to do something about. And then I actually do all of the action tasks from emails because there's only a few to do and they're not hidden in between emails that I don't want. And files... Just like in your home, there should be a home for all of your digital files and you shouldn't keep files that hold no value to you. I have files like documents organized into folders with what type of file it is and then photos, I really just have them assorted by year and that's enough for me to find what I want when I need it. While we're on the topic of the digital world, you can simplify your content consumption. You can become more intentional with the content you consume whether that be tv radio magazines audio websites anything really intentional living gets us thinking about whether we're consuming all this info by habit or with intention And then we can create new content creation habits based on our own values. I have not owned a TV since I lived with my parents in high school and I haven't missed it one bit. I do spend a fair amount of time on internet media consumption but for the most part it's content that I choose intentionally that inspires me. That's not to say that sometimes I do go down YouTube rabbit holes and end up watching trending videos that have nothing to do with my life. I'm definitely not perfect in this. But setting up my phone with time limits on apps is really helpful for making my content consumption intentional. The last minimalism practice that I wanted to point out is visuals. If you look at the dictionary definition of minimalism, it actually refers to the visual or artistic design definition of minimalism. I'm not into minimalism for the design aspects of the idea. Basically, the word minimalist is often used to describe really simple aesthetic designs like white interiors with the sleek furniture, Kim Kardashian's house for example. I'm not totally into the minimalist aesthetic, put it this way, if you were to see my dream house interior looks on my personal Pinterest boards, it wouldn't be minimalist style. It would be more closer to earthy farmhouse kind of stuff. That being said, of course I don't have visual clutter, but I do have the things that I love being on display to enjoy. So I have just gone through a bunch of minimalism practices that have nothing to do with stuff but really that's a bit of a lie. Stuff does have something to do with what I just went through because reducing physical clutter actually impacts pretty much all of these points. Having less stuff means that you have less stuff to look after and clean. Your routines are probably going to be less complicated. You'll spend less time dealing with all of your things. It's estimated that eliminating clutter will reduce housework by up to 40%. For many of us, that's hours in a week that we gain back. When we live more simply in our home, we have space to realise what's important and get better at creating boundaries with people. And the skill of decluttering and organising transfers into our digital lives as well. Minimalism is definitely a way of being, not a certain state of lack of clutter in our houses. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and can think about how you can simplify some other areas of your life. If there were things that I mentioned that you were like, hey, I should do that, then jot them down and try and do them this week. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back here next week. Peace, love, and happy decluttering.